0: Welcome back, folks, to Two Bits One Puck. I'm your host, a man who will admit he is wrong, Dan Masters, with my good chum, the leader of Hockey Human Resources, Will Everett. Will, how are you doing? Very well, thank you, Dan. Very well, indeed. Good, good. We will start off with a question, a very simple question this week, with maybe a very simple answer. Do we need to change the playoff format?
1: Oh, for God's sake. No. Uh, nah. Nah. Nah, not at all. I can't
0: believe oh, we're, we're <laughs> going to do this. You're crazy. Of course we do. <laughs>
1: But even even so, what what, what would you want to change it to? One through eight, right? Yes, one through eight.
0: If nothing else this season, what's Tampa's reward for being the best team maybe ever in the regular season? They get to play the third best team or the sixth best team in hockey. Not just in their conference, in the whole league. They should get a better reward in the second round for being the best team in the league than maybe having to play the second best team, which is Boston. Fair enough, you can make the argument Boston or Calgary, but say it's Boston for sake of this argument. That's not a reward for winning the president's trophy. There should be a better reward for winning the president's trophy. You should get an easier trip to the final.
1: But from from a fan's point of view, you think about some of the matchups we got. So we got like San Jose versus Vegas. We got Toronto versus Boston. Some really really good heavyweight matchups in the first round, and then like you say, going to have Tampa versus Boston or Toronto in the second round. Would you not rather have that happen earlier in the playoffs rather than later? when every man and his dog has got, like, broken ribs and a dislocated jaw that no, they aren't saying anything about it. So you're going to get better, healthier hockey between the better teams who are going to put on a better show rather than... No. Well, it's, it's not it's not perfect, but it's, like, Sean McIndoe's made the point a thousand times. It's always been fucked, so, yeah, whatever. How many times do we have this
0: conversation about the President's Trophy meaning something? A way to make it mean something is to guarantee That's... yourself an easier passage in your conference. You win the President's Mm -hmm. Trophy, congrats. You get a bit of an easier trip. Fair enough, the other team in the other conference who hasn't won the President's Trophy gets the same easier trip, but at least it's something. And also, if we can, obviously as we like to collide our worlds sometimes, I say to you, Will, what would you rather have as a World Cup semi-final? Germany versus Argentina, England versus Italy, or Nigeria versus Peru? Because England and Italy played each other in the second
1: round. Like, no, that's stupid. I mean, a few years ago, I'd have taken Nigeria, Peru. Um, <laughs> JJ Okocha, Nobby Solano, you'd be That's absolutely a fair laughing. It's a
0: fair point. I just, think it could, um, I just think it solves the... One thing it solves is the President's Trophy conundrum of what's the point of it.
1: Here's a, here's one for you, Dan, with, a, with the President's Trophy. Not one that I necessarily believe in. Say the conference that houses the uh, President's Trophy winner... Yeah. Yeah. Gets an extra team in the playoffs... <laughs> Go on. Or how, how, whatever the maths is, and then the President's Trophy when he gets a bye for the first round. Oh,
0: so, I thought you meant gets an extra team as, like, their own team. They can call on extra players or something. And I was like, dude, that's
1: insane. <laughs> yeah, the the winner of the President's Trophy gets to pluck a player five extra from players. somewhere else in the, in the league <laughs> yeah, and just have them what, permanently.
0: That's what I thought you were going to say. No, I, I agree with no, that. But, I agree with that. So for example, in the Eastern Conference this year, it goes one to nine instead of one to eight. And then Tampa also gets a bye. Maths?
1: That is the maths, isn't
0: it? I see what you mean, yeah. To make it work, essentially Tampa gets a first round bye.
1: Yeah. Even though so then sort would
0: of, you then but then would you yeah. do it the same as it is now for the playoffs then? Or would you do one to eight? Or would you just have it as it is but Tampa gets the first round bye?
1: I think one to eight is probably the sensible way to do it, but uh, Is just, that not too much of an advantage? If you're playing, if you're, why, why like you say, buy? yeah, like the
0: second round teams have already played at least four games and some of them might already be knackered I've
1: and heard. then you're coming fresh. I, I don't, I don't strictly believe in the idea, but it is an idea that I've had, so I probably should believe in it. I don't know if it is, it, if we want the President's Trophy to mean something, shouldn't it mean something. True, because you say, does that, does that mean something like too much? At the moment it means Nothing. something, it's just a very little something. Yeah. Like, you get home ice all, through, all throughout the playoffs part of its perception as well the the culture around hockey has never respected the president's trophy whereas you think in in footy it's it's hard to compare like you know the the league to the president's trophy and then the fa cup or or say champions league to the standing cup it's hard it's hard to make that comparison but at the same time they're both i don't know i feel like there's more of a spread of of accolades if you will or or, or value in the accolades in in football Yeah, that's true, that's true.
0: I just think after 82 games, your reward in the second round is the second best team in hockey if they get through. You just think, fucking hell, we went 82 games for that. Why did we even... Why do we care? Why do we bother? I get that's up to the teams. And I guess down the home stretch, you can always rest players and not care, can't you? The Lightning didn't have to go for it.
1: No, no, absolutely not. They were going for their own personal pride and record. But then I suppose, no matter how the format you know, shakes out whether it's one through eight or, or division style or, or whatever you want. In theory, whoever you get in the second round is one of the top four teams in your conference, based on the logic sort of thing. They might not have been one of the top four in a regular season, but of the course, fact they've yeah. made yeah, it right, to the second right, yeah. round, they're, they're conference semi-finalists, if you will. So they're True. I don't know. I, I think, yeah, it's not ideal, but it's, it is what it is, you know what I mean? It, it's not the end of the world. It's not like... It's not a Tampa... Uh, and to to be honest, for Tampa Bay especially, like they shouldn't be scared of anyone this year.
0: Yeah, that's the flip side of it, isn't it? Is that if they'd won the President's Trophy by one point or something, you could then make the argument, well, it's not really fair, they have won the President's Trophy, but now they've got to play the second best team in hockey, maybe in the second round, so they haven't really got an advantage. Whereas this year, they just, just smoke to everybody. So <laughs> they, shouldn't be, no. they shouldn't be worried about anyone, should they?
1: Not to be too much of a contrarian, but if they've only won it by one point, it is deserve any advantage too. Yeah,
0: and that's that's the kind of the thing we've talked about before, isn't it? This 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 kind of question only comes up when a team goes above and beyond what you'd expect. You're absolutely right. If they'd won it by one point, you'd be thinking, Hang on a minute, it's not fair. They get such an easy. They only won it by one point. Why did they get such an easy run to the to the finals? Essentially,
1: it's it's a problem where the regular season doesn't matter at all, at all. Yeah. Where the it's playoffs the- are. Very it's cool. not it's not a coin flip as such for the playoffs, but it's as clo- it's been far closer to a coin flip than the regular season is. It's all just a uh, just to get into into the playoffs. It's just yeah, silly, really.
0: It's the classic line of over eighty two games. Who can be the best team after that for six, for two months? <laughs> and it's yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Or who can not choke in the first two months?
0: Yeah, exactly, really? exactly. Sometimes when,
1: when you get to the playoffs, all the all the states are wiped clean. Tampa don't only have as much of a, an advantage as they did before Game One of of eighty of eighty two sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I think for things like goalies who've played bad or players who've not scored and feel like they've not scored enough goals or something like that, you can almost oh well, I'm in the playoffs now. It's like almost like a new little mini season I can start again.
1: Yeah, like, it definitely is that
0: regular season doesn't count anymore. My records Yeah, who cares? i that's all, that's been and gone now. Now it really matters. Now I'm going to really sort of put forth the effort and try and make those numbers count
1: the whole point of a regular season is to injure players and subsequently <laughs> weaken teams for the playoffs that's why it's so long just to increase the odds of, of having someone go down injured that's so
0: true yeah the whole point of regular season is to see which coaches can actually manage with injuries and which ones can just buckle under the pressure moronic. We, should, we should
1: have a 41 game regular
0: season I guess sometimes we have an answer, but today we don't really, we don't really do we? We just kind of,
1: yeah, it's not great. That My yeah. way's not great either. We're not sure. Should we change the playoff format? Yeah, the regular season's shit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer. That is the answer. All right. Should we start the show? Uh, I suppose so.
0: For the last time in the regular season, it's the Smooth Recap. It turns out, if you're a bit of a perverted voyeur, you probably enjoy living in Pittsburgh, as the Pittsburgh market
1: had the highest NHL local viewership across North America. Brent Burns finished the season with 83 points, which is the highest total by a defenceman in a decade. Unfortunately, he's a bad player because Drew Doughty saw him get skinned once.
0: I don't know if you know this, but Alexander Ovechkin scores lots of goals. He wins his record eighth Rocket Richard. Interestingly, he scored the majority of his goals against Marc-Andre Fleury and Henrik Lundqvist with 24 apiece.
1: Speaking of lots of goals, Leon Draisaitl has scored 50 goals on the year. Written apologies only, please, Mr Masters.
0: The year was 1918. Tiger Rag Skeleton Jangle by the Dixielang Jazz Band was a top hit. The Great War was ending, An ecstasy, brello pads, crossword puzzles and bras had just been invented. This was the last time a team
1: went from worst to best in goals against, which is what the Islanders did this year. From bad players to bad omens, as the Calgary Flames played their last home game of the regular season after laying down on ice logos for the playoffs. I don't know about you Flames fans, but that feels like a broken superstition. Here are lots of stats read by an Englishman. Nikita Kucherov
0: has the most points ever by a Russian-born player with 128, and the most points for a player since 1996. Tampa equals Detroit's record with 62 wins in a season. Tampa are the first team ever to have 30 wins at home and on the road. Tampa was the 136th team to record a multi goal comeback to make it the most in history. They scored the most goals in the season for 23 years. They had the highest goal differential since 2005 6, and the gap in goals between the Lightning and the worst team was 164. All of this accomplished in the salary cap era. Sweet, fancy Moses.
1: There's no proof the NHL fixes anything, in spite of all the smoke. However, it sure is funny that the Stars and Preds have met in the playoffs the year before starring in the 2020 Winter Classic.
0: If you think that Pavel Bure is the Panthers franchise leader in points, then you're bar up the wrong tree, as Sasha collects 95 points for the Panthers this season, a franchise record.
1: Connor McDavid is dead, long live Conor McDavid.
0: And that was your Smooth Recap.
1: I nearly lost it on that last one then. <laughs> it's a sad day for hockey. It really is. Uh, it is. It is. But sort of beautifully poetic in a way as well.
0: It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Who's winning the cup?
1: Craig Cunningham is winning the cup. Have you seen the video? Of course you've seen I the video.
0: did indeed. I I, I had this as my, I'll keep this on the back burner, but I'm sure you're going to mention it. So I just left. Yeah. But I, I had this at some point in the show. Yeah. Amazing stuff.
1: <sighs> Mate. It blew my mind blew my mind for anyone who hasn't seen it Craig Cunningham formerly of the Tucson Road Runners suffered a cardiac arrest on the ice I believe two and a half years ago now complications from that led to him having to have a, a, a leg amputated and in the past week he, he took to the ice with a prosthetic it's a it's a prosthetic leg where at the base it's connected to the the toque of, of escape so the plastic hold a bit and yeah, he, was, he was skating, and there's a little video of him skating, and it's absolutely crazy. I cannot cannot get my head around how he does that. It's just mad. I, I, I can't even skate, and I've got two legs. <laughs> yeah. I was
0: I was watching it, and my brain couldn't comprehend how does he... Because when you're learning to walk, obviously, after you've, after you've lost the leg, how do you transfer that knowledge to the top part of your leg to then make the prosthetic... Sort of work for you, not against you, but to do it on a skate, I couldn't even. Like you say, my my brain couldn't even comprehend what I was seeing. I just couldn't understand how is he doing that. I get it; he used to skate all the time. Maybe it's a, it's like it's a muscle memory thing or something, but unbelievable. He's and a, still, he's amazing skating.
1: Scoring. He's skating without a knee in one of his legs, and that's why I just can't. I know <laughs> madness. But, it, yeah, but check out this video. It's great to see as well because, like, yeah, yeah, that's the the man's ad. His pastime has been taken away from him, so at least he's got some, some element of that back, which is fantastic.
0: Absolutely. Great stuff, great stuff.
1: Who, uh, who is going to be less deserving than Craig Cunningham that you think is going to win the Cup?
0: For me, there's only one man who's winning the Cup this week. After Sarah Sivian of The Athletic reported it, that Rod Brindamore said he doesn't grow playoff beards because everybody grows playoff beards and it doesn't work for 15 teams, so it must be bad luck. Genius genius he's the king of intangibles rod brindamore
1: he's my new god <laughs> he's so so intangible that he's actively not doing things he's so intangible
0: that he's worked out oh yeah the playoff bid's stupid how many players in every team grow a playoff bid only one team can win how can it be that lucky if 15 other teams it doesn't work for it's so simple genius
1: see i'd, I'd be a little bit worried that he's thinking about it in such superstitious ways <laughs> he's thinking right here's the edge boys we're not going to grow beards It is. his it bloody coach's office doing like a tarot card reading like what should my lines be for, for the opening <laughs> game
0: and you know he walks across the logo in the changing room you just know he stamps all over it and don't give a shit
1: like takes a running jump into the middle <laughs> like I'm wiping his dirty shoes on it like he's doing a standing jump
0: he just swings both his arms and just plants his feet right in the middle <laughs>
1: And then stands up, arms agape, expected applause. And we just looking at him, horrified. Buckle <laughs> further just knocks him out. <laughs> yeah. uh, who's getting relegated? Uh, I'm going to relegate an entire organisation from the players up to the the broadcasters. Dan, the LA Kings are getting relegated, not for their on ice antics, but um, they they should be relegated so that they never make any bad quotes again in the uh, in the future of uh, their franchise. Oh, obviously, last year. Big Drew Doughty was responsible for a bit of an embarrassing one about the Golden Knights and where they'd end up at the end of the season. Yep. This year, Drew's been at it again, trying to cuss out Brent Burns and uh, making himself look like a bit of a tit. And someone's pointed out this week a fantastic infographic that the uh, the broadcast team put on the on the old telly, start of the, se- start of the season, Pacific Division predictions, and they went as follows, pre-season rankings are silly and never accurate and number eight vancouver canucks and that's come back to why i'm in the arse because i don't know if you've heard the kings came eighth instead of the canucks so, i did um, i
0: did hear that yes
1: just fucking stop kings you've you're clearly bad at it save yourself the trouble
0: entire king's organization stop talking stop tweeting stop doing anything just just start again I may have relegated this team 153 times this year, but I don't care. I'm doing it again.
1: Who I'm could it be?
0: I'm releg- yeah, who could it be? I'm really the Edmonton Oilers because they're now killing Connor physically as well as mentally. <laughs> After he smashes his leg in the last game of the season and limps off the ice, and everybody in Edmonton, and everybody across the world maybe went, <gasps> uh-oh, like that. Luckily, it turns out to be okay, which has made me think there's now even more smoke to this fire of Connor being pissed off because I think as he's getting up he's thinking oh do you know what it's not that bad actually but fuck it there's no way I'm carrying on this game I am out of here it's my summer holidays I am done deuces and he just left
1: do do you do you not think it also speaks to um Connor's state of disarray leading him to have complete disregard for even his own body now she thinks well I'm stuck in now what's the point of taking care of myself like yeah, I think in... he's
0: doing that. I think he's doing that thing where kids pretend to be ill up before school. They'll run a, um, a thermometer under a tap, maybe, to get the temperature up on it, and then put it in their mouth as they come down the stairs. Or they'll maybe paint chicken pox onto their body with a red pen, as a, a seven year old girl did this week to avoid a spelling test in England. I think Connor at this point's thinking, "Hmm, if I crash as hard as I can into this defender and then hit my leg into something." I can just go home and not come back for a bit. I think I'll do that, and off
1: he goes. I, I worried it was even worse. Dan, that he's thinking I just don't want to go any go on anymore. Not not in like a suicidal way, but he just wants to end his own hockey career. <laughs> this stuff is. So I'll take my leg off. You might be right. I think it's a
0: fitting, it's a fitting team to relegate for the last relegation of the regular season, <laughs> Edmonton.
1: It'd, it'd be a bit rude not to, really, wouldn't it? Yeah,
0: it would be. It would be. It would be. Okay. Can, we, can
1: we throw an or, honorary relegation out to Ottawa as well, just for um, for good measure?
0: Absolutely. 1B, One, one B, shall we say, to Edmonton's 1A. 1B, the Ottawa Senators. Congratulations. But as we'll talk about in a little bit,
1: things are turning around
0: in Ottawa. But we'll get to that in a sec. Who are you starting this week?
1: Uh, I've got one start and one scratch. Keeping it concise okay. for the end of the um, season.
0: I've got three starters, one scratch. So oh, I'll Christ do... Sir,
1: like, hit, hit me with a couple.
0: Yeah, I'll do a couple first. I'm going to start away from hockey first. I'm going to start in uh, Italian lower league soccer. Uh, what is uh, it, in the, Serie B, Serie C? Oh, it's lower than that. It's lower than that, Will. It's uh, the city of Via Grande in the Catanese third category.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, know. I, I,
0: know, I know him well. 55 year old Ignacio Barbigayo of said team, was, it was his retirement game. So, <laughs> I know, immediately this is a story, right? The guy's 55 years old and he's still playing at least some competitive football. He is it, decides... is it actually Paolo Maldini with a tash. <laughs> yeah, it's his dad. It's Cesare Maldini at this point. <laughs> anyway, he's going to retire, has his retirement game. In the middle of the game, a helicopter flies in, lands on the pitch, three hooded masked men jump out and kidnap that player, and whisk oh. him off in the helicopter. And it was all staged. <laughs> he staged a helicopter what? kidnapping for his retirement game. Mate, that's... Isn't that amazing?
1: That's incredible. I can't even... <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's video of it and everything. It's Why? not just... Work. Oh, no, there's a video of it. You can, you see literally the helicopter land in the centre circle and the three men just dive out, grab this guy and march him to the helicopter and then the helicopter just flies away. That's that's powerful. I know. The funny thing is, the team's been hit with loads of sanctions <laughs> for, like, you know, a helicopter landing on the pitch, which is actually quite dangerous. But this guy's oh, like, was yeah, it- whatever.
1: Was it, um, was it a league game?
0: I assume it was because it's... Still that time of the season, isn't it?
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Of course, it's a bit early for a, uh, a, a pre-season or
0: something, yeah. But that's amazing. Mate, <laughs> isn't that amazing? That's,
1: that's powerful. To be fair, you know, if you're 55 and you're still rocking in, in professional football, like that that was <laughs> doing point.
0: <laughs> My second starter is another fabulous thing. With all the talk of Ovechkin celebration last year, we may have found somebody who's gone a bit over the top with their celebration. I'm hoping i pronounce his last name right, but it's John, so it's K-N-U-T-S. I will say Newts because he plays in Sweden. And his team, he plays for Lexan's IF, and they just qualified to go back to Tier 1 in the SHL. There's a picture of him posing outside of fans after a game. Doesn't sound crazy, but when you look at the picture, he's shirtless. He has his entire hockey gear on from the waist down, including his skates the snow everywhere it's half past midnight and he's 35 miles away from the game he's just finished (laughs) so everyone was the question obviously is what he's he's in he's just outside in the snow with his skates on shirtless like full hockey gear below the waist pads you know knee brace everything is his team's colors and he's just shirtless with his skates and just posing for a picture like hey what what a guy
1: He's going to keep those skates on all summer until next yeah.
0: year. If you go to, to Myrick's uh, tweets and replies, Myrick retweeted it, and that's how I saw it, because
1: it, it's unbelievable.
0: 35 that's... miles away with his skates on still.
1: That's, that's a surefire way to get a cold, if you ask me.
0: <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say. Or, like, you know, rupture an ACL or something. Mate,
1: well, maybe it's snowy enough that he's just been skating around.
0: Yeah, maybe. Maybe skated all the way home or something. Maybe he plays across a lake or something. Like maybe his house is on the other side of a giant lake or something. Who the hell knows? But unbelievable stuff. I'd
1: hope well, I'd hope so for, for his sake. Yeah. Um, my my starter this week, Dan, um, the final starter of the regular season. Uh, I'm gonna start start a pair of players. So I suppose it's two but it's for the same reason. I'm gonna start Ryan polling, I would be it for the yeah. Montreal Canadians. And uh, and Alexander Texier of the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. A pair of rookies started their uh, first AHL games and last game of the regular season. Both scored goals, which is fantastic. Great way to start. But I'm going to give Poling the slight edge because he smashed out a hat-trick and scored the shootout winner. So um, hats off to the pair of you boys.
0: Hats off indeed. I'm going to start another player, but a player of a different kind. An absolute player in Calgary. Not Johnny Hockey, not Mark Giordano, but a young male fan of around 10 or 11 who was banging on the glass for a puck. The puck was thrown to him by obviously, a Flames player and he then gives it to a young lady around 17 or 18 years old a few seats down. What an absolute God, don.
1: <laughs> what a don. Yeah, he knows how to play. He knows how to play, as they say.
0: He knows how to play. He knows how to play the game. What's your scratch?
1: My singular scratch... Well, it's, it's a it's a group of people, uh, for, which is quite funny as we've we've round round out this starting section. Dan, uh, I'm going to scratch fans complaining about the playoff format because I <laughs> just don't. Oh <laughs> hey my god, that's amazing! I just don't want to hear about it anymore. I'm just bored of it. Specifically... Everybody, I
0: swear, everybody, I swear to God. We talk about our segments, but we have—we talk about what we're going to talk about news-wise, but me and Will never have any idea what we put in starters, scratches, smooth recaps, anything. We have no clue, because we like to surprise each other. We no, I had no idea he was going to do this, I promise.
1: And, and specifically <laughs> this week, we didn't have a clue that... Well, I at least didn't have a clue what the question of the week was going to be. Yeah, I surprised him this week. <laughs> it's all worked, all worked out perfectly, really, hasn't it? Unbelievable. My, 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 my eye with complaints about the playoff format has been triggered by a certain Montreal fan that was complaining about how they finished higher in the league overall standings than the teams in the Western Conference and yet they uh, still don't get to make the playoffs. I see. Fucking give a shit mate, give a shit.
0: <laughs> get over it. I'm gonna scratch uh, an absolute FUD in Calgary. Not James Neal but a young male fan around about 10 or 11 banged on the glass for a puck. He then gave it to a young lady She was around 18 or 19, a few seats down. (laughs) That young lady was sat with her boyfriend. And this boyfriend has been absolutely mugged off by this 11-year-old,
1: making a move on his woman when he sat right there. Are you you telling me the boyfriend didn't lay the the 11-year-old out? He shook his hand, which to
0: me is just insane. Now, obviously, I'm not saying he should go over and punch him, but he should have at least menaced him a little bit, shouldn't he? He should have at least given him a bit of side eye.
1: If I was a nice right-wing MAGA supporter, I'd probably call him a cuck. But I'm not. But he would be a great, a great candidate to be, uh, to be labelled a cuck.
0: Dude, I guarantee at some point that's going to come in an argument, and the girlfriend's going to say, "And I can't believe you let that
1: 11-year-old make a move on me." Like, he should yeah. have at least should have bottled him, really, shouldn't he? that would have been the polite thing to do. Like I say, just at least menace him a little bit.
0: Put the kind of. You know that kind of where you kind of step to someone, but don't really kind of go at them. You're just kind of trying to make him jump a little bit. Should have done that.
1: I didn't. Okay. The cheek on these kids, Dan. It's just Ridiculous. It's getting out of hand, really. No, no respect for the elders.
0: I know. The brass balls of this kid. And the boyfriend sat right there. Disgraceful. Should
1: Disgraceful. He, was this, this 11-year-old must have been accompanied by some sort of parent or guardian. I'd imagine. He was. He was, he was with his mum. Well, well. <laughs> <laughs> there's only one reasonable uh, reaction to that then isn't there <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I'm not going to say it <laughs> it's the 18 year old the, the boyfriend should have got his own puck and, uh, and offered it to the 11 year old's mum
0: there you go okay. should have gone sat next to her put his arm around her uh, do you like it sonny boy <laughs> you're going to try and steal my girlfriend I'm taking your mum <laughs> fabulous
1: <laughs> all right rest alive
0: news should we get onto the news
1: uh, so I suppose we should yeah bolts in four all the way down there we go <laughs> yeah. <See you> later
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> bolts in four going to set loads of records peace out see you later <laughs> see you at the end of the playoffs I would do I do want to quickly mention this wasn't on the run sheet either but the rulings come down on Slavovoinov from the league oh, mate ah, this isn't good I don't, this I isn't don't. good
1: well, I mean, at least he's banned for another year, but like, I just. Why why is he being given the time of day anymore? I don't know.
0: I don't know. So the, the ruling is he's been Do- suspended for the entire 2019 20 NHL season, including the playoffs, for unacceptable off-ice conduct. I'll say. Voinoff's eligibility to play in the NHL will be restored, and this is the unbelievable bit, assuming good behaviour, no later than July the 1st, 2020. If you have to reinstate a player, with the caveat of assuming good behaviour, are alarm bells not ringing in NHL offices? Are yeah, people you, really crying not... out for this guy to come back? Why is he coming back
1: at all? The the problem is, Dan, the league has an absolute dearth of middle and defencemen. So yeah. uh, they're really really in need of Slava Voinov services. Um... There's really
0: not enough Russian players in this league who are good, or at least average. So we'd better get another one in to, to really grow the game over there.
1: Fucking hell. It's, it's just, just ridiculous. Like like you say, the fact that he's not uh, sort of obviously rehabilitated enough to not have the caveat of i will provide he doesn't do anything else. Yeah. And to, to, to be honest, from, from a PR standpoint, putting that in the statement is just moronic. Because all you're really doing is drawing attention A, to, to his previous transgressions, and B, the fact that he probably... Almost certainly hasn't changed at all since he left. That's just it's fucked up.
0: I, I completely agree. I just assuming good behaviour. Fucking hell. It may as well read Voinov's eligibility to play the NHL will be restored as long as he doesn't punch any more women. No later than July the first, twenty 2020 It may as well just say that. After all the stuff last week about the women's game and trying to grow the game, and just God, they just can't get out of their own way, can
1: they? Yeah, hockey hockey is for everyone who is a white man. That that's it. Yep. That it's, seems well, it's that's it's the a short side. So like, yeah, no 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 amount of pride tape on, on your sticks or like anything that the league is currently doing which isn't enough is enough to blot out the the message sent by the actions of the league time and time again. Austin Watson, Slavavoinov Semyon Varlamov before, even players like you know Patrick Kane, Evander Kane, Drew Doughty, Ryan Getzlaf, Andrew Shaw with uh, with homophobic slurs like there's just so little done apart from the lip service of one night a year, which isn't even enforced league wide. I think this 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 year was the first year that the Dallas Stars have ever had a hockey is for everyone night. Yeah, nice,
0: no, which fucking is crazy.
1: Yeah, it's fucking, it's fucked up. And, and I don't, it's good to touch on it, but I don't want to give unnamed Russian defenseman any more airtime because he's he's had enough and we just need to stop talking about him in the hopes that he goes away and never comes back.
0: Yeah, let's do that. The draft lottery was last night. Ooh. It worked out well in that we were going to record last night. We couldn't, but I think it was a blessing in disguise because the draft lottery was last night. So we get to talk about it now and all its fabulousness and again the absolute cock end of stupidity of unbelievableness that is the nhl giving out the results half an hour before they actually give out the results
1: oh beautiful i think i think that was more a sportsnet issue maybe
0: dude i don't care what it is here's an an idea nhl here's an idea nhl How about you don't do the draft lottery stuff an hour beforehand and then have it plastered on a big screen so that just in case it doesn't get out there. How about that?
1: How about you just maybe maybe you just don't don't waste everyone's time with the with the pretense and the sideshow at all. Just tell us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Nobody gets anything extra out of watching Bill Daly slowly turn a card over to see, Oh, it's the Chicago Blackhawks are picking third. Nobody needs that. Just tell us. So a guy on Twitter,
0: who was I believe in Sweden, captured yeah. an hour before the actual results were shown. The actual results. It was at GBGTOMTL. He was watching at, it on a, yes. a streaming service. As we get, obviously, you won't get this in Canada or America because you'll have advertisements in the middle of breaks and things. But in this country, we don't show the same advertisements. So sometimes we'll just get a hockey logo like the NHL logo on the screen spinning around until we until you guys come back from a break and then we join you at the same time. In this case, it was just the draft lottery logo spinning around. As it spins around, there's a glitch. The logo could have disappeared into the middle of the screen and behind it, you can see as clear as day the top three picks and also picks six, seven and eight an hour before. And the guy, and the guy tweeted out saying, I think I've just found out who's, who wins or something. And then from there, there was obviously loads of people saying, this is fake, this is stupid, what are you doing? And then an hour later, everyone then came back with, oh my God, it was true, oh my God.
1: Ah. Even, even he comes back as like, holy shit, it's yeah. true. It's actually I think, true. I think I just leaked something. Yeah, that
0: was it, yeah. I think I've just leaked something. Fabulous.
1: NHL, what a what a great
0: professional That's sports really organisation. Do- as me and Will alluded to all season, of course Colorado were going to end up picking forth. And ruining our fun. <laughs>
1: As I'm glad it ended up this way. <laughs> I don't know. How shit is that? Oh, mate. Absolutely guide. Absolutely guide. Not not only for the avalanche, but for me, personally, which is yeah. far more important.
0: And this is what I was saying before, dude. Things are turning around in Ottawa. I said it to you a few <laughs> weeks ago. I said it to you a few weeks ago. Maybe I'm getting to be a bit more on their side now. Maybe they're seeming to do things okay. The tides are turning slowly but surely. 'Cause in you know what, in a few years, no one's even gonna care that Colorado picked fourth in this draft. No one's even gonna remember. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a quiz question for hockey fans. When the Senators gave up their first round pick for Matt Duchesne, who was the player that ended up getting picked fourth? And no one's gonna remember in a few years. Things are turning around for the Senators, I'm calling it. This is proof. Have
1: you, um have you had an interview for that president of hockey operations job in you know, Ottawa? Is that what this is? I can neither confirm
0: nor deny. That me, Mr. Malnick, and Mr. Dorian have sat down and had a chat between three ferns. But <laughs> let's just say, if you see if if you hear a familiar Northern English voice coming from Arthur in the next few months, you know what's happened. <laughs> it's unbelievable, for Colorado. So they'll see this year and then not last year, the year before that. They had the best odds for both those times, and both times haven't even got a pick in the top three. That's almost as ridiculous as other teams winning it.
1: Yeah, that is that's crazy unlucky, isn't it?
0: Absolutely. I think I think whoever put the ping pong balls in the machine and decided the uh, decided the order, I think his family must have been killed in a skiing accident in Colorado or something, and he's just got a vendetta against the Avs, and he's like, oh yeah, oh, mate. <laughs> yeah, of course, there's a of course the right number of balls is in for Colorado, of course it is. Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. You'll never pick first as long as
1: I'm here, ever. It's because dark. it's just ridiculous. Couldn't, couldn't have just been that he's like an Ottawa fan, could it? No, it has to be darker That's than bring, that. Has, <laughs> has to be family death. That's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. It's got to be believable. There aren't any Ottawa fans left on boards.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's a few things came out of this. Obviously, the Devils win again for the second time in three years, jumping from what were they fourth, third, something like that. They were third. Uh, yeah, they were third. Yeah, I did it. chance of getting the first overall pick, which they they did. I find that's
1: reasonable. That's reasonable. At least it wasn't the Canadians.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Third to first is fine. But it was interesting. There was all the talk beforehand of, well, if Edmonton or Buffalo win, I mean, they have to change the rules because blah, 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 blah. And this morning, I've not seen a single person say, I've not seen a single tweet in all the tweets I saw about the lottery saying, hang on a minute, the Devils have won twice in three years now. That's a bit unfair. No, no one seems to mind that.
1: Yeah, I think it's because like they they're going to end up with Dicoheisha um, and Jack Hughes, and all due respect to both of those players, they're not quite, yeah, you know, Connor McDavid, David Taylor Hall, Jack Eichel, Rasmus and they're not up that on that sort of upper echelon, shall we say? I don't know, dude. Jack Hughes is a stud. Yeah, he's not Connor. Clearly, he's not Connor. But yeah, but I, I, he's not, he's not even like Austin Matthews. I don't think.
0: There's a hot take to
1: come back on in a couple of years. I, do, I, do. <laughs> I, tell, you, I tell you what, I'm I'm a bit on the capo damn bandwagon now. I uh, Do
0: you know a fucking typical European bias, that's all it is.
1: That's, I'm <laughs> I'm just saying, the geezers almost point per game in a men's league at 17. Which, uh, if and you that, ask me, nay bad, nay bad. Nay bad. Yeah, but
0: like we said, he's a fucking man already. What is he, like 6'2", 190? He's fucking huge. He's already Kako's already a man. If he gets any more man, he'll be like past man, he'll be something else.
1: He'll turn into some sort of like super soldier gorilla thing. I know. Six two one. he's not even finished growing yet. <laughs> That's terrifying. It's fucking piss take, mate. He's gonna get eaten by a seventeen year old. <laughs>
0: They're gonna yeah, I mean the devils are gonna take Hughes, aren't they?
1: Oh yeah, because it's consensus and he's a centre and North America and all that, but Kako's then they can have playing. then
0: they can have the Triple H line with Hall, and Hughes.
1: No, I, th- I, th- I think um, I think Hughes would be good. But I, t- I tell you who I'm particularly interested in now. I, d- I like a bit of Kirby Dack. Really? Or... Mate, if you think Capo Kako is a man, Kirby Dak's a monster. No <laughs> he's way. like He's like six four, like <laughs> two hundred ten pounds, absolute <laughs> monster of a kid. Scored this. Gorgeous goal in the WHL the other day, just carving through people, and he's like a foot taller than everyone else in the ice. It's an absolute piss take. Okay, now.
0: Speaking of Taylor Hall, I think his mm. value for his next contract's just gone up by a million dollars, hasn't it? Because he's a guaranteed lottery winner now.
1: You, Is can it, into his, uh,
0: you can add that onto his CV.
1: It's a hard one to negotiate, really, isn't it? Because cause you want to emphasise the fact that he's a good enough player that you will make the playoffs. Well, actually, actually, no. I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth. It's a double-edged sword, really, isn't it? Yeah. Because he's a, he's, he's a two-pronged attack. He's exactly. good enough to get you in. And if you don't, the... by some misfortune, you're definitely going to win.
0: <laughs> he's the modern-day two-way forward. His two ways are, he <laughs> might get you into the playoffs, or he gets you the first overall pick. He's the modern-day two-way player.
1: <laughs> that's a, the that's a kind of intangible that I can get behind. <clears throat>
0: there you go. There you go. Mr. Intangible's at it again.
1: it was was nice to see Hold lean into it on Twitter as well I know he tweeted out beforehand didn't he he
0: tweeted out beforehand he tweeted out a retweet of his own from two years ago officially adding NHL lottery ball specialist to my hockey resume and then they, they got the first overall pick again and then he put They talk about Gretzky's 92 goals or Sittler's 10 points in one game as records that may never be broken, but winning five draft lotteries in your first nine years in the league in two different draft lottery eras, no less.
1: That's a record that will stand forever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fabulous. Do you know what? He doesn't tweet much, but when he does, it's fire.
1: Yeah, this is it. Absolute, absolute penguins every time. It's ridiculous though, isn't it?
0: And obviously, him being a first overall pick himself, he's been involved in six first overall picks in his ten years in the league.
1: Yeah, that's that's crazy, isn't it? God, it's just,
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's just bizarre. It's just bizarre. The Rangers, and I had no idea about this. They pick in the top three for the first time in over fifty years. Is
1: it? I, I knew they hadn't picked number one
0: ever. Maybe? Yeah, they've not. They've never picked top three in the modern era. So, so no, I, oh, I think it was, I think it was Dan, uh, Dan Rosen, I think it was, or something. Somebody had tweeted out the Rangers have never ever picked in the top three, but then he went back and said, "Oh no, they did it consecutively in '64, '65, '66." But obviously, you know that's not in the modern era. So it's been over fifty years since they've picked in the top three, which is unbelievable. But then, man, we've talked about their rebuild and how well it's going, and all, they're doing all the right things and accumulating these picks. Man, to get Capo Caco with that second overall pick, oh that's, baby, that's playing in New York,
1: crazy.
0: Oh, going to be, and no. you know what? I'm glad he's going there. I'm glad he's going there. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we've said before. I don't I don't like it when a sort of a player of that stature could maybe go somewhere that isn't going to get the press or maybe somehow grow the game. Or I feel if Capo Caco had gone to say like Minnesota or something, I would have been like, oh, Christ! Like, all right, I guess I'm never going to see him. <laughs> but like yeah, now just, he's gonna be with the, the Rangers. Range. Now he's gonna be the Rangers actually might get to see him do some stuff which is gonna be good for me personally anyway.
1: I think the the Rangers are they're perfect, they get shoved down your throat enough. In yeah, you know, not in too bad a way. It's it's nice that I think you're spot on there. Because like there's well. nothing worse than like a great young player coming into the league and then you just never seeing him ever again. Because they're playing yeah. on the sticks for a really a really shit team.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like we said as well, they can they now they've got Capo Caco, that that last year Lundquist deal where they go for it, looks a lot more possible now.
1: I think so. Well, we'll have to see how Caco does in in the first year in, in the league, but he'll you know, be I fine. Gonna, I think he'll transition quite well.
0: Yeah, I think he'll be. I think he'll be okay. He's going to walk into that locker room. People are going to be like, "Who the fucking hell is this guy?" <laughs> like, who's just twenty nine year old if they just drafted? I oh, know, he's seventeen. What? Mm-hmm. I think I think he'll be all right.
1: The, uh, the Finnish league play with NHL sized dice as well and like a lot of European leagues so that's going to be even more of a reason why I'll be able to translate to the NHL like that
0: exactly and then just to round off the top three of course the Black Hawks. they go from god where were they 12, 13 something uh, like that jump uh, yeah, the the Hawks, yeah, the Black Hawks. yeah the Blackhawks jump from 12 to 3 which is a crazy jump and everyone's already saying well they <laughs> they picked Taves at 3 so it can only be good things, and then there was obviously a meltdown because it's the Blackhawks and they jumped all the way up to three.
1: I, I think it was very smart the NHL to put the Hawks at three because know, yeah, that way they have fiddled it a bit for the Hawks, but not enough that it's very obvious and you know people are, are crying wolf and all that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be too obvious, do you? It's, no, uh, yeah, no, that's no. a good point. There we go, Devils, Rangers, Blackhawks.
1: It will be interesting. Like at least it's not the Oilers or the or the Sabers up there or. or anyone I know the Devils picked first in 2017 but they still feel like a fresh enough team to be up there to make it a bit different and to have the Hawks and uh, and the Rangers up there as well is nice
0: yeah just quickly do you would you change the lottery rules that you can't win it sort of within three years of winning it once so essentially the devils would have had they couldn't win it now until 2023 or something or, would, or do you think it's just that's fine if that's just how you want to do it
1: now, I think it's it's unfortunate that the oilers have turned out the way that they have, because in theory they've had enough high draft bits that they should be challenging the lightning. And you wonder that if any other organisation had had that many first overalls, would they be as good as the lightning sort of thing? Yeah. So i I I kinda like it. I don't mind it how it is. Because yeah, I think at the I same agree. time, yeah, if you if you leave it if you put in some sort of stipulation or you can only win it once every three years, like that's just not—it's not in the spirit of the draft lottery anyway, really.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm on the side of if, if as an organisation you decide you want to tank and risk the lottery, that's up to you. That's your—it's your, your organisation. You can do whatever you want with it. If you yeah, want to risk, you've, your, you've already you seen how
1: badly your, that can turn out.
0: Yeah, exactly. If you want to risk your fan base walking away or going crazy on social media or something, and just... Falling out of love with the team because you decide to tank and it doesn't work. That's your choice. That's up to you, isn't it? I think that I think it's fine to do that. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind teams winning, you know, sort of multiple times. But like I said, it was interesting that nobody seemed to come with that this morning. Whereas I think if Buffalo or especially Edmonton had won it, there might have been an absolute nuclear fallout on Twitter. But there wasn't for the Devils, which I thought was weird.
1: Yeah, it's odd, but I think it's just because nobody really cares that much about the Devils.
0: Yeah. No, I think you're right. And I think they drafted Nico Ohisha and people have kind of gone,
1: who was drafted first a few years? Oh yeah, Nico Ohisha. I remember that oh,
0: guy. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas it wasn't Conor McDavid or Austin Matthews. So, all right. Coaching. Let's move on. A couple of changes this week. We'll start with LA because that's the most boring. It was only temporary anyway, of course. Willie Desjardins is out. There was something that I noticed with us. <laughs> Again, we don't plan these things, but... Curtis Zupka, apologies, Curtis, if i got your name wrong, but that's how it looks. He's a beat writer for the Kings, he said that Tala Toffoli and Dustin Brown have said that their practices were pathetic and were just no good. And oh. they're sort of essentially happy that, you know, there's going to be changes. Rumours abound. I saw just before this, looks like Todd McClellan could be heading over there. Obviously, he has ties to the area, we only with San Jose, but, you know, different team, you never know. But Helene Elliott, a sports writer for LA Times, made a good point regarding those comments by Tafalian Brown saying, if the practices were that bad, why didn't the veterans change it? You've got nearly a whole team of two-time Stanley Cup winners there. Are you telling me none of them could have said something or done something? Surely they can't be that sort of babyish around coaching that they're not even allowed to say something as in, that these practices are terrible. What are we doing? We need to change this.
1: I mean that's that's not a good look for anyone really, it'd be coming out of that sort of like you say, I think it's it's backfired a bit on them there where they've tried to mug Dejardin off but they've just I don't know, expose that, that they don't really have any control over their own team or, or didn't were willing enough to step up and, and do what you think is the right thing to do. Yeah, is linked with uh, with LA and, and Buffalo at the moment, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. He's um
0: yet to be
1: between the two.
0: I saw leaning towards LA more. When I was on Twitter just before the show started.
1: Yeah, I, d- I don't know about Todd McLaren. Like, he's he's sort of sliding down the ranks a little bit, isn't he? I, d- I don't think he's strictly a bad coach, but. But can you judge him? Can you judge him I'm on Edmonton? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think you can to an extent. Sure, he got him to the playoffs that one year. Hey, so dude, he he's the
0: only coach in the past. <laughs> What, 13, 14 years he's got them into the playoffs. He must be a miracle worker. He's a genius.
1: And then and then he imploded this season <laughs> yeah. with much of the same roster. So yeah, I dunno. I dunno, I dunno. I just think it's like you always say you why aren't teams go for new blood sort of thing? Get that was fresh thing, ideas it? in there.
0: We did we talked about that last off season didn't we? Talking about who are these teams gonna get in the punch and we made the joke that they know old hockey coaches don't have to go through HR and do all the bullshit induction courses and things like that that
1: a new coach would have to do it's hiring internally it's a lot easier but um, yeah 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 I don't know I think we'll see we'll see how McClure works out but I think he could soon join that pile of, of NHL coaches that are sort of not being used at the moment
0: I'll ask you my next question after we just quickly touched on the Sabres um, Phil Housley gone um, and, and it's frustrating. You know, I understand the fans, uh, their frustration. Our guys are frustrated. They want to do better at home here. Our home record has been good, um, so uh, I understand.
1: I didn't understand that. Well,
0: come- Jason Bartel kind of <laughs> threw Phil Howzy under a bush really in his press conference, sort of saying that he expected Howzy was going to be this defensive genius and he'd come across mm-hmm. with this great rep, and he just wasn't. Uh, that's, I, thought that was, I thought that was a bit harsh, really. But Bottle's under pressure, isn't he? As we've seen sort of all season with GMs firing coaches to not necessarily save their own skin, but give themselves a, a chance at not being fired. And the Sabres now, all of a sudden, you look at the Sabres and think, hmm, you don't know, dear. Do you? You think they're a good team and they started off so well, but you look at them and you just, they look a bit shaky. Coaches seem to be coming and going... They're now playing in a division with Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Montreal and now gonna be like a new look Panthers.
1: Jesus, that's not that's not easy, is it? I mean, at least they've got Ottawa in, a, in there as well, so <laughs> they've got a hey. bit of a leg up on someone.
0: Yeah. I've, they're guaranteed a few points on the season.
1: I just They've got a couple of incredible building blocks in Jack Eichel and, and Rasmus Darlene there. But not a lot of anything else. I know, it's Jeff Skinner. If they lose. Jeff Skinner, yeah. Oh, he's he's got to want to go, hasn't he? Like, why would you stick around? I do it comes in for him. you got to think
0: teams are going to come in for him because of what he's done this season. They're going to look at him and think, actually, yeah, he's played really well. As we said a million times, I believe sometimes that head coaches, GMs, whoever decides what players they want for that team, they really don't look into the numbers too much. They're just going to see that Jeff to scored a load of goals and and eventually not a great team and just think yeah he's worth sort of seven and a half eight million for sure, and they'll just take yeah.
1: him. To to an extent you've only got to look at Evander Kane and San Jose to see what yeah, a player who does well in Buffalo can do outside of Buffalo. Yeah, fair point, so fair point. Fair point. Play really well. So I I think I think Jessica will do well to get out, which is an even more evidence of why Buffalo aren't particularly all that good. Like sure. A lot of their young players weren't performing as well as they could do. Yeah, your Casey Middlestats, yeah, your Alex Neelanders, your Tage Thompsons—they've got plenty of time to turn it around. But I mean, they're still just not looking all that good. They've got two decent D-men in in uh, Ristalane and Darlene. That's about it. Haven't got a goalie. It's uh, it's not a nice situation to be in there. No, it's not great over there. And like I like just said, he's made a lot of bad bets.
0: But has. playing in that division now. Jesus, that's going to be tough for those. To, that's going to be tough for Buffalo to climb up that division, especially that's with a, what we.
1: That's not even an uphill battle. That's like an oververt battle.
0: Yeah, for sure. Tampa, Boston, Toronto, Montreal, Florida. Bloody hell. My question Crazy. was, I, yeah. The, the second question I had was, so if you're Todd McClellan then, and you're looking at the Kings or the Sabers. And they both say, we want you. You know, I'm going to say, yeah, like, what would you pick?
1: Yeah, I'd probably just take a year out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's still the right answer. That's still the right. The answer's neither.
1: I th- I think I'd go for the Kings, because I reckon I've got a more immediate chance of turning around my reputation. I guess, yeah, I, I, th- I think you've It'll got be a better out. chance of... Yeah, it's not. It's not ideal, really. the th- The thing with Buffalo is like how much of a leash does does Jason Bottom have in this new True. age of of GMs being fired like halfway through a game and all that nonsense. Yeah. So I don't know if you're necessarily going to have long enough to to make an impact with a, an improved roster. Yeah, the Kings' roster's on the decline, and they've had a really bad season this year. But you know, would you rather take a flyer on on Eichel, Darlene? and not a lot else, or Kopitar, Doughty, Quick, and not a lot else. It's, you know, the lesser of two evils, I think, in in the Kings, for the short term, at the very least.
0: I suppose, but man,
1: neither looks good,
0: neither looks good, does it? Neither looks good. I mean, you could look at it, you could look at two teams there, who are out of it for a, a good few years. A good few years. I mean, where did the Kings end up picking in the draft? I mean, they were, they had to, they were uh, second. F- f- yeah, fifth. So yeah, it's not not a good look. I mean, you you go into that if you if you then look at that and you think, okay, we're gonna get you know we're gonna get either Kako or Hughes if we can hopefully jump up to first, maybe you know we should get you know there's a great chance we'll get second, and then you don't get either, you don't even get fourth, you end up fifth, and I'm sure whoever's gonna you know I'm sure whoever they're gonna pick at number five is gonna be fine, but it's been Hughes and Kako all season, and now you're thinking, God, I've not even got this unbelievable finish. Beaumont winger now I can I can pluck into my team and try and build around.
1: Yeah. Man. the the lucky the lucky thing for the Kings draft wise is the the consensus at the moment is like picks three to ten are basically you know it's it's picky poison really. Yeah. They're all they're yeah. all good players. You know, it's it's quite they're all quite interchangeable. So they're not going to get a, a particularly worse player at five than they were at three. But yeah, like you said, it's not quite in a, in the one or two that they were hoping to get.
0: And then of course the big change?
1: a champion. And champions breed champions. Um, we've had uh, a good run together and we're gonna make it even better moving forward. Uh, I can't tell you how excited I am about our future. It's gonna be great fun to work with Q. You'll know where you stand every minute of every day. Work hard, play hard, and uh, you'll get the best out of everyone in our organization. This is a new era, the new beginning. And uh, I can't wait to get to work. And uh, it'll be exciting for all of us. Coach Q
0: is back. Surprising on the face of it. And then when you look at it deeper, not that surprising, really. Ended up in Florida. Dale Talon said, and I think uh, a a pretty good quote, actually. I don't want expectations to be, oh, let's fight for a playoff spot. I want to be the best. Vinny's given us that opportunity. He wants to win. I want to win. And now this sends the message worldwide. This team means business, and we're going to go after it. A message I feel not only for fans, but maybe to pending Russian free agents who may be on the market. I mean,
1: potentially, but Dan, that would be tampering, and that is illegal. So, um, Which, as we like know, to...
0: never goes on in sports, ever.
1: No, never. Apart from that one time it did, and Ashley Cole will never forgive you.
0: No, that was a disgrace on sports everywhere all over the world.
1: A blemish. I think you surprised? A good um, Go No, not surprised. Good move for, for Q, I think. Out of the uh out the teams he had to choose from. Potentially. Yeah, you know, your your kings, your sabres, your, your Flyers are in the mix, allegedly. The Panthers have got some issues in in D and in goal. But they do still have a... like Keith Yandel's had a stellar year. Uh, Aron Blad, he might not be the as good as a number one pick is expected to be but he's still a solid D-man Michael but Jackson's he might be now yeah, but now some good coaching Ex- exactly and that forward core yeah, you've got Barkov and Trocek as he won two. Johnny Huberdo Evgeny Dadunov, yeah, plenty of it like Frank Vetrano has had a decent year got some really really solid players there and then like you say if you add Panarin and Bobrovsky to that mix and then you know Q says to David Allen go out and get me another a second pair of D I, I, I think that's the best uh yeah, the best uh situation Q could have gone to and, and as a lot of people have said it's a situation where basically no the bar couldn't be much lower so perfect storm
0: absolutely like the Sabres though he finds himself in a tough division and I think if he can, even if he can just get them into the playoffs, and get them to maybe a second round, he's going to be, Christ, like one of the, <laughs> one of the most successful coaches in Florida for a bit. I think yeah,
1: for yeah, since maybe yeah, 1994 or whatever it was, ninety six.
0: <laughs> yeah, there was some there yeah. was some unbelievable. Um, Del Talon got there in two thousand ten. During That's that crazy. time, during that time, oh, sorry, he was made sorry. He was made GM in two thousand ten. During that time, they've gone through six coaches, one hundred and sixty four players, and five
1: captains. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's a, that's a crazy thing. Mess. five captains. <laughs> five captains. <laughs> I get the feeling this latest one's probably gonna stick around for a bit though.
0: I would think so. Yeah, I would think so for sure.
1: But, just uh just a minute or two.
0: But yeah, like you say, when you when you look at the teams available to Coach Kuma also, well, he's probably gonna to go to Philly, but again, when mean look at that Philly team. They've got some okay players, but yeah, I think that Panthers roster is severely, severely underutilised and underperforming. Not necessarily through a fault of their own, but if anyone can get it out of them, yeah. you, you would think it's going to be him.
1: I was going to say you're going to like their odds with uh, with QB on the bench. So, yeah, I think this could be um, a new dawn in Sunrise, Florida then. Yeah.
0: I've said before, we like, to see, we like to see new teams doing well, don't we? We like to see teams who've not been there before getting into the playoffs. We don't want to see the same teams all the time. That's why we enjoy hockey is that there's never a guarantee of who's going to get in, who's going to do well, who's going to who's going to sort of fail. And I think, yeah, I'd like to see Florida in there doing some things. That'd be interesting. That'd be good. Because is Sasha Barkov's it... just
1: unbelievable. I love watching him play. This is it. If we get to watch more of, uh, more of Barkov doing this thing, then, uh, then that's never a bad thing.
0: Okay, then. Let's get on to the meat and potatoes
1: of this show, shall we? Oof, don't. Uh, I'd for dinner, so I'm already quite uh, full of meat Qu- and potatoes, actually.
0: Already full. Here we go with our playoff brackets, folks.
1: Well I better get my up actually.
0: Because we have to do our man versus man competition. And the rules are gonna be we predict the first round of games after the first round's finished. We then accumulate our we then tally up our points, and then we'll predict the second round. I feel Will that, that if you get the right team winning the series you get one point. If you get the right score, you get two points. Is that fair enough?
1: Uh yeah, sure. But you only only get the extra point for the games if you get the result right as well. Yes,
0: yes, 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 that's fine. I I believe we should write on our large piece of cardboard or our sandwich board, whatever it is, as as we walk around a city centre for five minutes. I feel that I, insert name here, and then Twitter handle is an idiot and other person, other person's Twitter handle is an NHL slash hockey genius.
1: How do you feel about that? I think that's good, and we should probably get the podcast handle on there somewhere as well. Ah, good idea! Fantastic point. Do you, do you want to start in the east or start in the west? Let's
0: let's show the west some love, shall we? Well, because oh mate, gladly. Go on, gladly. You, you pick the, the first say, game. I oh, go on.
1: There are quite a few series. I don't know about you, but there are quite a few that they're naughty little series, really, aren't they? Yeah, I there are. There's only there's only three series that I was comfortable picking a winner in and even then one of them's a bit shaky
0: i i've got four that i'm comfortable in that i feel they're they're good
1: yeah I, th- I think i'll probably know your fourth but i think you're probably also a bit too confident about that but we'll find out we'll find out Do you, am i going first or are you going first
0: <laughs> you are the west ambassador as I, as, as everyone says will i'll uh... as... As I'll my let you go first, calls me. Yeah, I'll um, let you go first, and you can also pick the first game. What would you like to pick? For your first series?
1: I'm I'm gonna pick the one at the top of this photo of my bracket. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> pick. We have got Calgary, Colorado. Calgary we've got home ice advantage. The Flames are in five for me. I don't like it, but I'm picking it.
0: Okay, I've got the Flames in six. I think I think this series is going to come down to a pretty simple battle. Who performs better in the playoffs? Is it the Flames goalies or the Avs' top line?
1: <laughs> it's, it's going to come down to a very simple battle. Who performs better in the playoffs?
0: <laughs> well, no. It, it's either the <laughs> the two, Flames or the Avalanche.
1: The, yeah.
0: It's either the two Flames goalies or the Avalanche's top line. Because I feel whichever goalie starts for the Flames, if the Avs jump out to another lead, even in game one, there's going to be rumblings. If, if whichever goalie starts, if he eats his own ass straight away, do they think, ah, oh, screw it, put the other guy in? But then I also oh, they- feel if the Flames shut down the Avs top line in that first game, or even the second game, do they panic and then start to think, oh, maybe we'll move it around a bit, try and get something going? I don't know. I think oh. the Flames are going to have too much firepower, and I think that they're, I think they're going to get through for sure on their sort of second, third, and fourth line being better than the Avs second, third, and fourth line.
1: Just you wait for James Neal to have an incredible postseason,
0: Dude, like we said, regular season's gone. It's like a new mini-season. James Neal's going to come roaring back.
1: I just think, yeah, there's a, the, the reason I'm iffy about it is because I, I don't trust those Flames goalies to not shit the bed. But at the same time, I don't trust the Avalanche goalies to not shit the bed. So, Good point. It's, I think the Flames have, have got a bit of that Vegas about them this year. Well, yeah, they've been doing so well all year and not strictly getting the respect that they deserve as a as a top team in the league. Let's, I'm I'm on the bandwagon now. I'm, uh, I'm drinking the tea. Give me Calgary okay. five. Who, who? You, so you're taking Calgary six. I got Calgary in six. Shall we uh, move over to the other side of the Pacific? Or
0: yeah, go on then. Well, I'll, do you know what? Since you are still in the west, I shall, I shall let you continue. You, you may pick first.
1: You may, That's you right. may talk I'm gonna, first. I'm going to move to the the second series on my bracket the sharks versus the knights and this uh, the first of many hard series to to predict and i, I don't know if this is quite an upset picking this team but i've got to go for the vegas in 7 just cuz i've got i've got a bad feeling and that feeling's called martin jones <laughs> you can you can have all, you can have all your Eric Carlson's, or your Brent Burns's, your Thornton's, your Pavelskis, your Couture's. If uh, if Martin Jones has given up more than one in five shots, you're, um, I think you're fucked.
0: <laughs> you might be right because I've got Vegas in six, mm. and the Sharks come into this in not great form. I guess maybe because when they started on their downturn, as we mentioned, they'd lost. We'd picked them to win the cup, sort of. And then two weeks after I had them getting relegated because they'd lost six in a row to some very bad teams. They went three eight and one in their last twelve. And that Vegas front six, Martius O. Carlson, Smith, Patrice, Stastny, Stone. Ah as you say, going against Martin Jones who's something like eight ninety five on the season. And then Arundel eight eighty six on the season. And during that season
1: Go a goalie tandem poised for a turnaround, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah.
0: During the since since March the first, Martin Jones is ranked 52nd out of 58 active goalies, with Arundel being 58 <laughs>
1: out of 58 active goalies. I don't, I don't suppose that Keith Kincaid slots in between the two of them, mostly, does he? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I'm, I'm a transparent young man. No, yeah, I'm indeed. Glad yeah, to indeed.
0: And as you mentioned with goalies all the time, having a you can have a great defense if you don't have a great goalie. That will affect the defense. They they will panic more. They'll try and make more plays when they don't need to. They will try and clear pucks quicker. They'll try and do things faster. Look for passes because they just think, "I'm not sure if I can trust the guy behind me if I fuck up here." And I just yeah, I agree. <clears throat> I think that with Vegas. Don't get me wrong. The the sharks sort of forward core is amazing the sharks decor is amazing but then i don't think they're immeasurably better than vegas i just don't and not only that i mean what how many games has flower played in the past 6 weeks 3 4 he's hardly played at all they've clearly got him rested up ready for this series to do what he did last year which was be amazing so vegas in 6 for me
1: i was going through sort of some of the the deeper stats just to see if i could yeah, back up my my thinking about the, the Knights over the Sharks and, and what I found was that um, generally teams with bad goalies concede more goals and teams who mm. concede more goals lose more games. Interesting. So, interesting. Yeah I've still got to go with the Knights on this one.
0: As a man of intangibles I struggle to comprehend what that means but I think I get what you're saying. So yeah. But we both agree. Again, interesting. Go on then. You you can carry on with your with your Western side.
1: Lovely. Uh, I'm going to move on to the the talk of the town, the series of the decade, Predators, Stars. What are you going to do here, Will? <sighs> I'm so interested I, to see what you do. Uh, mate, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what I believe, Dan, but I'm, I've gone with the Predators in six. Because uh, I just don't Boo. I don't trust this Stars team. As, as I've said all season, Dan, they're not a yeah, very good team. That's, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. You've said it all the year. But... But the Predators haven't been very good either. No. <laughs> In the recent you know, recent times. For all their, their shiny new toys from the trade deadline, none of them have really done much. They haven't really worked. Their shiny... Excuse me, their shiny new toy from, uh, from last year, Carl Tourists hasn't worked either. I do sort of, I I think it's a case of not wanting to think that the stars are going to win because I don't want to be let down when they don't win. But yeah, my my brain is just saying that no, you can't the stars aren't going to beat the predators so yeah i am going for the predators in 6 but I will sort of not be surprised if uh, if Ben Bishop steals it in 7 for the stars
0: which will make you some kind of profit as I have the stars in 7 my friend oh, ho ho
1: ho I well, do well, indeed. thank you for the um for the for the vote of confidence in my that's the right. club
0: that's uh, right yeah like I di- I did a little bit of now there's... <laughs> Now there's actual stakes involved in this bracket. I did do a little bit of research, Will. <laughs> and yeah, the Preds offense has not been great all year. And the power play's not been good all year either. Torres has been obviously very disappointing. I think uh, Torres, Simmons and Granlund have only managed two goals since the deadline. And they're not just coming up against Ben Bishop. They're coming up against Ben Bishop and Anton Tudobin, who is... I'm all for Hudobin as a backup. I think he's a great backup. And if you can bring him in, I mean, aside from the Islanders, that's been the the, the the best tandem all year. Maybe outside of Rask and Halak, but Bishop and Hudobin have been amazing. Then you think about, like you say, the stars, depth issues, but then Zuccarello has already, he sort of came, did he come back for the last game of the regular season and get an assist? So he's already on sort of a goal he- and two assists
1: he's played played five periods of hockey and has three points so yeah. um,
0: five periods of hockey three points right. and a broken arm that's pretty pretty spectacular and then i was i was wondering about something you didn't mention but i was wondering about pecorino as well is he going to have that game 7 in his head from last year against the jets when he just completely flustered like because like the, i think it was a, i think got the second goal and it was really really bad and i just wonder if he's going to maybe try too hard or Try and do too much, maybe. I don't know. I mean, he's not. To be fair, he's not played. He's not played as many games this year, so maybe that's got something to do. With that I don't know, but I'll back two shit hot goalies over a not great offense. So this is, and th- interestingly, this is kind of the general consensus of a lot of people's upset pick, isn't it? On on the west side, at least, is a lot of people have got the stars over the Preds here, and I'm one of them. Stars in seven,
1: mate. I hope I hope you're right, Dan. I really do.
0: We shall see, we shall see. And the last game, Will, what have you got?
1: Uh, the last game, which is as everybody knows, the Jets and the Blues. I've gone for the blues. They're absolutely rolling. In case anyone hasn't heard. They went from last in the last in the league to almost winning the division. Absolutely smashed it. Blues in six for me. Blues in six? Wow. I've, yeah, gone, I've gone
0: I've gone blues in seven. So I'm not I'm not saying you totally wrong, but I feel I feel this series is going to come down to Patrick Lyonet. And if it's... If we're going to get Patrick Lyonet from December or Patrick Lyonet from November, October, February, January and mm-hmm. parts of March, if Lyonet's firing, watch out. And again, actually, and it comes down to that Jets' power play as well because they're missing Josh Morrissey, Miss Bufflin. Their power play, I mean, struggled like crazy. Struggled like crazy. That. I know Friedman has said about it a few times, but I mean, they, they went from sort of, you know, basically scoring a ton of goals to scoring no goals on the power play. They just couldn't seem to get the top power play unit, couldn't get any kind of offense going or anything. But I, I agree completely. Binnington's been on. And they've got a ridiculously hot goalie. He's going to Cam Ward it. He's going to Matt Murray it. Let's hope he does. It's going to be great. And Brady Shen had an excellent, excellent quote which was said that we've been playing playoff hockey for three months. We're already in this mindset of we have to keep winning. We have to keep winning. And I think that's something when we've seen teams before, if you're sort of guaranteed from sort of January or February, like Winnipeg were, like Nashville were, that you're going to be in the playoffs, do you maybe take your foot off the pedal a little bit? Do you then get into that into kind of a bit of a lull? Can you get yourself right back up for it? I don't know, but I agree with you losing seven
1: yeah I, th- I think the, the Jets they've struggled uh, with injuries on D for a long time like you say Patrick Laine is just not scoring I just think there's something in the water a little bit like Nashville not quite as uh, pronounced as Nashville but they're coming out you know, where just things aren't clicking but they're coming up against a better team than Nashville are so I think I think both of them are no I don't think both of them I think the Preds are going to succeed but the uh, but the the Jets definitely won't and like you say the Blues remind me a little bit of the Penguins in 2016, where the Penguins just had to fight yes, tooth and nail absolutely. to get to the playoffs and then carried on rolling and steamrolled through the rest of the league. So, I mean, I hope the Blues don't do that because I don't really want them to win. But, but yeah, I think they could. I think they could go on an absolute run this year.
0: Oh, are you going on that divisional divisional hatred then? Is that what you're working off there?
1: Yeah, yeah, as, as general. I just, I just don't like the Blues particularly.
0: <laughs> Fair enough then okay okay so I guess we'll move over to my conference then uh, simple yeah, the, question the Dan Sim- Masters Conference the Dan Masters Conference A simple question here Will do you have Columbus even winning one game
1: not even one it's uh, the Boxing 4
0: I've gone in 5
1: I hate picking 4-0 I hate you're it big you big worse.
0: you I know I know I just, I just can't help it I, I just I hate I picked I put the Preds to beat the Avs 4-0 last year and I just had complete egg on my face when the Avalanche ended up being really good. An amazing stat, Will, is that Tampa have played Columbus three times this year. Can you guess the aggregate score over three
1: games? Just three? <laughs> 13-2. It's 17-3. That's a fucking mistake, isn't it? <laughs> and you're still not going for four. You've looked at the lovers, and you're still not picking a sweet. You absolutely
0: be- worse. No, there'll be an... Int- there'll be- Dude, what can I say? they will be an intangible in there somewhere. There's got to be. <laughs> There's got to be. <laughs> Here's the thing with the Lightning, and I'm going to say this all the way through the playoffs. If Kucherov, Stamkos, or Point don't kill you, then you've got Joseph, or Paquette, or Sorelli, or Johnson, or Hedman, or anyone else who's in that team for some reason, who just seems to be able to just do things. Not only that, they've got the best goalie in the league, probably, in Vasilevsky. And if he decides to shit his pants then they can bring in the backup who set like the Tampa record for for a win streak with 10. So then Louis Domingue can come in and still be great. I think for this to work, I, I have to put the case for Columbus just because to be impartial in some way. For this to work in any way for Columbus, Bobrovsky has to be regular season Bobrovsky, not playoff Bobrovsky. Panarin has to I don't know, become the second coming of Gretzky or something. If the rumours are true, him and Bobrovsky are already well aware that they're going to Florida. I mean, is he is he going to really try that hard? I, I want to think he will. I think players do. But you never know. And the shackles are off Columbus. You know what? They've kind of got nothing to lose. Not the players. I mean, shit, the coaches might do and the GM might, after what's happened. I mean, they've they've essentially gone all in to maybe just get Destroyed by Tampa in the first round. I don't know. Like, I mean, they've got some good players. Cam Atkinson's a good year. I love Jones and Marenski. I think they're, you know, two amazing defensive players. But, dude, you can't expect two players to shut down all of Tampa's weapons, can you? But saying that, I just, like I say, I can't pick 4 nils. I, I, I can't do it after last year. So I'm going to go 4 1.
1: That's, um, at least you're still getting the right result in the end.
0: Exactly. I'll still get one point,
1: even. <laughs> Even if I don't don't get the full two. I should be a gimme, shouldn't I? If if there ever was a gimme game, I think that's uh, that's it for me.
0: Yeah. Now, before we start this little conversation, (laughs) you made a comment that you thought I had one of my easy games that I was like, oh, yeah, well, this is going to happen. And I believe that you believe that I think it's the Bruins and the Leafs. Would I be Uh, correct in assuming that? No. Oh, okay, okay. No, because... I think this is way closer than people think it's going to be. Way closer. I, I said, you can replay my exact comments from last year. This is either 4-3 Boston or 4-3 Leafs. And if I, and in at the end of the season, when the playoffs are done, if you say to me, well, yeah, what were we thinking? Of course the Leafs are going to beat Boston. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. Or if you come to me and say, well, of course the Bruins are going to beat the Leafs again. I'd be like, yeah, you're right. This is This was almost a coin flip. This is almost a coin flip. And being an Englishman... Will, you you agree with this. We hate backing our own teams, don't we? We hate saying that we think our team's going to win. So (laughs) to pick Boston again was tough.
1: It's fundamentally the English to to do such a thing. So I think that's very very inconsiderate of you there, Deb.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The only worry I have is... Not worry. I mean, this is a a sort of general feeling on, on the Leafs in that they don't have a Yaroslav Halak if Rask decides to do something Rasky, which is sometimes just decide not to pay attention and do stupid things, they do have Halak who's been good, who's been really good this year. And, and at points outplayed Rask completely. We've mentioned a few times that the Leafs just keep riding Freddie Anderson into the ground. And you just can't do that in this day and age with goalies. You have to have a decent backup who can give your guy a night off or two nights off or a guy who can come in if you can see three in the first period and think, you know what, it's fine. Let's put Halak in. Let's put Doming in. Let's put Hudobin in. You know, at least we can keep it to three now and then maybe we can sneak a goal back here or there. The Leafs just don't have that. I mean, they've gone back to Michael Hutchison now and I don't know. Offensively, offensively, the Leafs are unbelievable. Essentially three. I mean, two amazing lines and a very, very good third line. Which is more than the Bruins have. But I just I just think it's going to come down to the goalies in the end. And I think the Bruins' tandem outmatches the Leafs' tandem. But
1: it's... It, it definitely will. And that's what it's going to end up as uh, Toronto in seven.
0: <laughs> How dare you? After I give all my love to the stars as well.
1: You son of a bitch. Yeah, sorry, mate. I've stabbed you in the back a <laughs> bit there. I don't know. It's got to happen at some point, isn't it? Why not this year? Are you trying to out intangible me? Is that what you're trying to do
0: for the playoffs? I I at some point, the Leafs have got to win one, right?
1: In, the, in theory, yeah. You know, in, in a year where the hurricanes are finally making the playoffs, like, so why can't the Leafs beat the Bruins finally?
0: Dude, they can. not They can totally. They can totally.
1: Yeah. I feel whenever you're making out a bracket, you have to make at least one or two almost deliberately wrong decisions, and um, and this is my...
0: I hate picking my own team because I'm English. I hate it, but what can you do? I have to be impartial in some way.
1: <laughs> it's, not, it's not a bad, it's not a bad <laughs> time to choose your own team, Dan. I'll, I'll tell no, you that. I guess not. And then we move
0: over. It caps over the Hurricanes in six for me. Unfortunately, the God. Joy, the joy of the storm surge will end here. Even though they said they're not going to do it, which is a travesty. The Hurricanes have only made the playoffs three times in 16 seasons, but they've never done worse than the conference final when they've got there,
1: <laughs> which is crazy,
0: which is mad. They lost the cup final in 2 won it in '06, 6 and then lost the East final in '09, 9 <laughs> which is great. I mean, there is something there that in 2019, only two teams had more points than Carolina, which is Tamper and St. Louis. Marizak's been decent this year. McLaney's not been great the second half of the season. But that's a decent tandem. It's a decent tandem. For the Hurricanes, secondary scoring is definitely going to be the problem. After Aho and Vinen, who do you know who the third highest scorer is behind Ajo and Teravainen for the Hurricanes?
1: Is it Justin Williams?
0: Yeah, like 20 points back, it's Justin Williams. That's not great. That's not
1: great. It's, I mean, they, you know, they haven't had a full season of Nino Niederreiter, so I reckon he'd have been up there as well. But, fair, um, yeah, fair. Yeah, it's not... They're, they're, they've still got a bit of a way to go, I think. They've got they've got a couple more pieces to really add before they can expect to sort of really challenge and contend. But still, they've they've had an incredible season. We can't take anything away from that for Carolina. I think this could be the start of something fantastic. But Dan, this actually marks the first time that we've both picked the same result. Ah. Yeah, Capitals in six. They've been
0: a lot better since the deadline. I think that Carl Hagelin pickup looks really good. He's he's playing very well for them, making things happen. And I mean, Christ, they've got maybe the best playoff goalie in the playoffs. Hulk yeah, beast you, is going to do some Hulk Beast things, I think.
1: You'd be a foolish man or woman to um, to bet against Brayden Holtbeast in the playoffs, I think.
0: Exactly, and they they still have Kuznetsov, they still have Backstrom, they still have O V. all quite good players, and who also now all have the monkey off their back. So bizarrely. The Capitals are now playing with a certain freedom they didn't have last year.
1: So and I was going to say you you, you talk about playing without any uh, any pressure or any sort of care in the world. You can't get much more um, much more carefree than this Capitals roster right now. Absolutely, absolutely. Which so you're going Captain six as well? Yeah, was that right? I am, I am indeed, I'm indeed. Which and, and this this series gave me a bit more pause for thought than I thought it would. But ultimately, yeah, you can't you can't look past the reigning champs. No. Which
0: brings us to the last game of the first round. Pittsburgh, the Penguins, oh my, versus the Islanders. Pens in seven, for me. Ooh, Pens in seven. I'm going Pens in six. Pens in six, okay. This, I feel as though, along with the sort of Calgary avalanche series, is kind of a battle between sort of two factions. Can Grice and Orlena stop Crosby, Malkin, Kessel, and more importantly, Drake the Snake Gensel? I don't, <laughs> I don't believe they can. I think since the deadline, Pittsburgh have been one of the better teams. I think they've got one of the top five records in the league since the deadline. So they're doing that Pittsburgh thing of turning on when it matters. Matt Murray has been unbelievable since he's come back from injury. He's at something like a 932, 933. I mean, he was. I mean, you could tell he was. Looking at it now, you could tell that Matt Murray was playing injured before because he was not playing well at all he, you could tell he was bit banged up because since he's come back in a proper rest he's been on fire it's a shame the Islanders thing ends here because I think it'd just be, it would just be funny to see after what happened with Tavares for, for the Islanders to go and do like a real little run or something that would just make me chuckle but it's too much it's the, it's the Penguins you, you're betting against Crosby and Malkin you must be crazy to
1: do that so yeah that, depends that's on absolutely it. it and I just think yeah the Islanders are going to get exposed The the Penguins are going to Yeah, I don't like to lean on that whole they've been there before. You know, they're they're proven in the playoffs and all that nonsense. But fact of the matter is, the Penguins are. I think they're just going to steamroll over the Islanders in six games, (laughs) (laughs) an an absolute drubbing, (laughs) four (laughs) two. Yeah,
0: I know. I I just think that I just think the Islanders set up the way they're set up it's very it's very stifling and they really don't make many mistakes But and, and Grice and Leonard have both been amazing so I think there's they can at least steal a couple of games between them should they need to and they might have another one in there somewhere if Matt Bazar decides to go crazy and do some wacky things and play out of his skin but I think the Anders are going to get found out a bit and they might have that kind of mentality of oh we're, we're kind of happy to be here no one thought we would be it's great, let's enjoy it And but you never know the playoffs? Well, it's a complete coin flip.
1: This is it. We could we could end up with uh, an Islanders Avalanche final.
0: We shall move on to our second round bracket, but then we will come back when the second round starts properly for man versus man and predict again. So, from your second round bracket, I'll let you start in the West. What have you got?
1: So just a yeah, just to quickly go through it, because obviously we've got some differences here. Um, I think we both ended up with Calgary Vegas in the second round. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for Vegas. Uh, I think I'm going to put Vegas in five for that one because I think Calgary are going to get exposed by Vegas in that second round. They're going to come up against a, a far more competent goalie in in uh, in Mark Andre Flori. Yeah, I think Vegas are going to rock through to the uh, to the Western Conference Final yet again. Interesting. I
0: also, I completely agree. I've got Vegas in six for the for the totally. same reason. I think for the reasons that. Calgary can beat the Avalanche. I then think, for that reason, that Vegas can beat Calgary. Like yeah. Vegas's depth is just on forward is just ridiculous. And I just think it's yeah, and I think when you are taking that up against if they get through the Flames two goalies, I, I just think it's going to be at that point you kind of see that you can't outshoot good teams, you just can't outscore them because at some point they're going to find a way to stop you, and then your goalies have to make saves. And I don't think the Flames goalies are so
1: yeah. Vegas in six for me in the second round. Nice one, nice one. And then I think for for I've got Nashville, Saint St. louis Saint Louis, Saint uh, Louis. Saint Louis is uh, yeah, sounds good. Probably probably a better name to be honest. I'm going to take the the Blueises in uh, in six over the Preds.
0: So I've got Dallas Saint Louis. I'm taking Saint Louis in five.
1: Yeah, that, that's that's about right. I think.
0: I think they're just going to keep riding that hot streak, and I think after Dallas will probably have a punishing series against Nashville. So I think then they're going to be kind of like um, Winnipeg and Nashville last season with Vegas is that just Dallas and Nashville are going to struggle against each other. And then St. Louis is just going to come in and pick up the bones of who's left. In, in my opinion, it was Dallas. But yeah, so there we go. We both come for Vegas,
1: St. Louis. Yeah, so we 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 both end up with a, a Blues-Golden Knights uh, Western Conference final.
0: Indeed we do. Go on then. We may also it that then while we're here.
1: While, while we're here, I, I've gone for, for the Blues over the Knights. I think if the Blues have come that far, they clearly uh, there's something in the water. I'm going to go for the Blues in seven over the Knights. I've gone for Vegas in seven.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's perfectly reasonable.
0: I know. I think if we get to Vegas, St. Louis, man, that is a that is an absolute coin flip series because you're going to have essentially just two very good teams, plenty of depth on all areas, two just two great goalies, and there we go. Yeah, Vegas in Vegas in seven for me.
1: I hope we end up with that as a Western Conference final because that's going to be one hell of a series if we get that far. Absolutely. And then in the East... second round in the East. I at least have Boston
0: winning one game against Tampa. I think it'll be 4-1 again, like it was last year. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not riding that Bruins wave as a fan all the way to the final, which I've seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of brackets today picking the Bruins to win the whole thing. I don't know what they're seeing because... I mean... And Don't get me wrong, the second
1: second best team in the league.
0: Don't get me wrong, the second best team in the league, but we played Tampa the last game of the season, and in the first period, you could tell that Tampa thought, eh, we'll probably beat these guys. We go up two 0 and then Tampa decided to just score six goals for fun, and there was nothing we could do. I watched, oh, I watched wow. that game, I watched that game just enjoying it because I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter. Playoffs are already here. We had some kids in, boy, oh boy. Did they rip us a new arsehole? It was quite silly. <laughs> so I find just to take one out of that. But yeah, I'm going Tampering Five.
1: Nice, nice. I've uh, I've got a bit more faith in uh, in the Leafs. When if if they do get to the second round, I'm going to go for Tampering Six. Just because, uh, like I said, if you've got to the uh, to the second <clears> round, you've got to have something going in there. And uh, yeah, I'd feel a bit silly just picking a, a sweeper or a five gamer for the second round. But I have been wrong before, Dan. <laughs>
0: Which leads us again to Caps Pens in the second round, and as I said, you know you're looking at OV, Holtby, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, John Carlson's had a, a great season, probably better than he was last season. So of course I'm picking the Penguins in seven.
1: I, <laughs> I was I was so ready to to shoot you down and say no no no, it's the Penguins. but yeah, um, I'm taking
0: the Penguins yeah. in seven.
1: Penguins in seven. Playtime's over, boys. Like, yeah, you've had your fun, Capitals. Let's uh, let's get back to to the scheduled programming.
0: And it was it, it was heavily reported last year by people around, sort of Pittsburgh media and some people nationally, that Washington winning the Stanley Cup really pissed off a lot of people in Pittsburgh. They were not happy with that at all. So, oh, without a doubt. <clears throat> yeah, there was, and especially to knock them out in their own in their own place, it was a uh, not a good year. So Pittsburgh people. Definitely not happy and want to make amends. So there we go. We both go for a Tampa Pittsburgh East final,
1: but we both get there in in different ways. But both get there in the end.
0: Yeah, and I'm going. I'm giving the Pens a bit more credit than the first two teams. Tampa in six.
1: I'm exactly the same. Tampa in six. I'm very very uh, game seven averse this year. But um, I'd I'd be I'd be. Hard pressed to find many brackets in the country or around the world that have uh, picked anyone but, but the bolts to go all the way.
0: Agreed. Let's move on to the final then. How many how many games for the lightning for you to win it all? Five. Five. Tamron five. Okay, I went for Tamron. Yeah, I went for Tamron six. I feel at least oh, here is what Tampa do. Even they can just roll out their their second, third line or fourth line against your top line and just play them as shutdown. And then you end up putting your third line out against Stamkos or Kucherov or Point, Puy- and they're just going to kill you. And I just think it's all—it's all just down to depth. It's just down to depth. And I just think Tampa just have too much of it this year it,
1: across the board. This—this this is absolutely it. And I think it, it, if if the Blues get that far, the the wheels are going to fall off, and and Jordan is going to turn back into a bin.
0: <laughs> That's <was> terrible. <laughs> Thanks. So there we go. We both have. We both have. Ta- we both have Tampa winning the final. Me over Vegas. You over the Blues. There we go. That's our bracket.
1: It's it's felt hard this year. Really has felt hard to to pick. There's quite a few, quite a few series that were um, not as clear cut as I'd want them to be. It's That's going to be a good thing. year. I'm excited. Are there any
0: as we, as we talk about sort of the sort of parity league? And are there any actual aside from the Lightning? Are there any actual real shocks? Because the league's so close as it is. I mean, no, maybe, I th- I think maybe Calgary, that'll be it.
1: Yeah, Cal- Calgary, Colorado. Calgary, um, and then I add, I add the Capitals, Carolina as well. I think, our, uh, no, no. Yeah, so I'm on I'm on the fence about Hurricanes, Capitals, because I think the Canes have been fantastic. But I think, yeah, Pittsburgh are going to absolutely school the Islanders. Even yeah. if it takes a, takes a couple more games than you'd expect, I, I think fundamentally, yeah, they're just going
0: to destroy them. So there we go. We shall be back for more predictions in a few weeks, when we get onto yeah. our second round of man versus man, and we'll tally the points and see where we go. But the playoffs are here. It's an amazing time. I fucking love the playoffs so much. I love it so much. I watch so much more hockey this time of year. I I find myself stealing time at this time of year to just if I wash up now and like do this thing and do that thing, I've then got an hour to watch some hockey. If I like I'm taking my I'm taking my I'm literally watching my phone as I'm walking upstairs to go to the shower. I'm just trying to squeeze in as much as I can of play off hockey, because it's the best.
1: I think I'm gonna take a take a long lunch at work tomorrow. Get in the start of the first period of the Stars game. Watch second period when I get home. Like, oh, mate. Buzzing. Of course, yeah. It starts
0: tonight for you, doesn't it? I, mean, I don't start I don't start till tomorrow.
1: Two two thirty AM GMT tonight. Is a, is a scheduled puck drop. So uh You're not staying up for that. Abs, absolutely fucking not. Like <laughs> my job can be a bit brainless at times, but not that brainless.
0: Yeah, not that brainless. Not zombie but, brainless.
1: No. I might, I might treat myself to that nice and early eleven o'clock puck drop on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah.
0: You see, this is what us UK fans have to go through, people. It's it's very hard following this sport sometimes.
1: God. It's a really, really hard life. Really, really is. I mean, nobody has it harder than we do.
0: No, mate, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. <laughs> Speaking of having a hard life, Will.
1: Man versus coin oh, flip. Man. Oh, no, I don't like this. What's the most you ever lost on a coin toss? Call it.
0: <sighs> I want to say congratulations. <gasps> but no unfortunately, way. I can't. Oh, you fucking. Because you lost.
1: <laughs> you are such a prick. <laughs> do
0: you know what's crazy? You scored four points this week. And you still and I thought, lost. And you still lost. You, st- you were down a point going into this week. And I thought, he needs four or five here. And you got four. And then I thought, all right, there's no way the coin's going to get four. So, and I thought, God, if the coin gets three and it's a draw, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? But. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, as the coin also scored four. You lose the regular season man versus coin flip by one point. By,
1: to the by coin. one point, absolutely gutted. Absolutely and you matched each gutted. other for
0: the past, the, the past. I think, five weeks. You've just gone score for score. So it's either been 3-3, 4-4, 3-3, 4-4, 4 I'm sure that's how it went, which is ridiculous.
1: I now know how uh, how Canadiens fans feel at the moment.
0: <laughs> absolutely.
1: Thank you for listening folks. That's
0: our show this week. A playoff special. There're gonna be loads of playoff specials bouncing around your ears, so if you've chosen to listen to this one, thank you very much. If you going to get in touch with us on Twitter and shout at us for any particular reason, you can. I am at Dan Straight Edge. Will you are at?
1: W E V E V E R E T T.
0: At Two Bits One Puck, number two, number one. Cheers everybody. Will.
1: Any last words? It's uh tonight's the night. Let's bring it on we got we got lightning blue jackets to kick it off at, at midnight. GMT—the only time to uh, to set your watch by. Let's fucking have it. Let's have
0: it, indeed. We'll see you later, folks. Take care.
1: Peace.